Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. It's time for Arkansas's number one caller-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Hour number two at Drive Time Sports here on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, along with Yes. Then now, Trey Biddy is brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai, Arkansas's number one Hyundai dealer, and Genesis of Conway, Arkansas's only Genesis dealer. Genesis of Conway, the future of luxury today. Now, here's Trey Biddy. And that's Trey Biddy. I'm Randy Rainwater from the capital city. And gentlemen, right before we took the break, there was a question that was submitted by uh, Big Keith. I don't know if you remember exactly sure okay remember we remember the question oh yeah now trey i have to tell you and and it's great to have you on for a a full hour tonight uh i I don't follow contracts as closely as you probably do did you know his buyout was that small by today's standards i don't believe that's accurate he said two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Two seventy five. That's what he said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, his buyout is going to be like so. If if Musselman were to leave for another team currently at the end of this season, his buyout would be a million dollars. When it was initially signed, it was seven point five million, and then Ooh, it slowly wow. dropped down over the years. So it would be a million if he left for another team. If Arkansas were to fire him, which I don't even know why we're talking about that, it's ludicrous. Right. Um, they would owe him 70% of the remainder of his contract. So Musselman's contract was originally signed in 2021, and it was $4 million. I believe it was a five-year deal, $4 million. Okay. When he went to the next NCAA tournament, he it was extended a year to 2027, and he his contract went up 100000 so he was at 4.1. When he went to the next one last year, it extended it to 2028 and he went up to 4.2 million and that's where he so is he right has now. had a raise in million. A, so he has had a raise in extension it just hadn't been huge yes, but, but but it's okay. done now okay. there's no more extensions in in the contract it was as far as he could go as far as he could get extended was 2028 so um it would need to be restructured you know after this to keep you know the number of years on it so at 4.2 million with his contract being out to 2028, as I understand it, that would be... Four more years. That would be $11.76 million that Arkansas would owe him if they were to fire him, which, again, is not happening. And that's 70%. Um, Yeah, that would be 70% of the remainder of the contract. Yeah. So, but if he were to leave on his own, this is what, to me, is what's scary. $1 million would drop in the bucket today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, to me... You put a better contract out there that has a bigger buyout, so you know somebody doesn't look at that and say, "Well, that's a heck." We can get Musselman, and all we have to pay is a million bucks. Because <laughs> I guarantee you, there are a lot of programs around there in the country that view Eric Musselman as a big get. So that's yeah. where I would say, yeah, restructure the deal. It's also there's no more extensions for making the NCAA tournament, so it's not going to get bumped out to 2029. He also has, if he's the head coach at the end of 2026, there's an extra $1.5 million retention bonus that would be added on to his salary. Well, uh, you, well, you make good points, and I'm glad you knew all that because uh, obviously the, the person asking the question wasn't accurate on that. But you think about it, boy, it's all on the University of Arkansas. If they yes. fire him, they got to pay a lot. If he leaves, they don't have to pay. He doesn't have to pay hardly anything. So yeah. uh, by that's today's pretty, standards, uh, yeah, that's pretty standard for um, the way you know the, the imbalance of it. You know, the coach holds, I guess, a little bit more power um, than. Well, look at you know, Alabama but, but had to pay twelve million for Washington's coach. Twelve million. Yeah. <laughs> that's a whole lot difference. And you're right, a yeah. million. Sure. Yeah, a million bucks. 
to get muscle. And, and the way the transfer portal is working, other schools are flirting with your players. They could certainly yeah. flirt, flirt with your coach, couldn't they? N- now, if Musselman were to take the University of San Diego job, he wouldn't know anything. Oh, because that that's was, his home. That was put into his contract. I think kind really? of as a you know just a fun little thing, kind of to mess with his friends. Yeah. From Does that include the San Diego, San Diego Padres? Do what? <laughs> Does no, that just, include managing the, the San Diego Padres? <laughs> just the university. <laughs> okay. Because he does go to major league games. You know, he does. Uh, yeah. In the summer, he, he is with Dusty Baker. I mean, the, guy is, the yeah. guy is, I don't know, I haven't seen any update lately, but he used to be number one in social media interactions. He used to be, I mean, it's like one thing after another. You know, there's like month after month after month, Eric Musselman, number one social media interactions, the transfer portal happens and you know every single player out there who enters the transfer portal who's decent um you know who have you heard from i've heard from arkansas and a lot of that's a smoke screen from arkansas they don't want everybody to know exactly who they've honed in on but i mean they are active they are they're doing everything that you would say Uh, there's nothing about eric musselman that i look at and say man if he would just do this if he would just (laughs) embrace that yeah you know there, there just isn't and like he checks all the boxes. I mean, his resume, his um, his activity level, his energy, his attention to detail. I mean, his practices are, I mean, crazy. Like he's got he's got players, um, you know, assigned based on you know how good a player they are, how good a shooter they are, how good a three point shooter they are. They have colors assigned to them. Mm-hmm. You know, when they're when they're out there uh, practicing, like, hey, this this guy's B J Mack. He will step out and shoot the three. You know, he's this is his color. Like, all kinds of this absurd levels of attention to detail that you can only have if you're, you know, have, like, just, if you're just mental. I've said it before. Like, he's, you know, I know what it is like to have some OCD tendencies. And, you know, I think to be a great basketball coach or a coach on any level, you have to have those kind of tendencies where you just cannot – leave anything up to chance and he does that and it's unfortunate that the season has gone the way it has because i can guarantee he's doing everything that he can possibly think of to be doing and things that have worked for him in the past all right gentlemen let me let me ask you among others to put because i think maybe you know this gentleman uh trey and i think uh you likewise rick know this gentleman uh, please extend prayers for Greg Rowden. He is the R. It's uh, part of the DHR group of yeah. Sonic Drive-Ins. Yeah. yeah. Greg had a uh, medical procedure done over the weekend, and he is in need of your prayers as he goes through the recovery now. Uh, we have known Greg for, gosh, I'm not sure how many years. Wonderful, wonderful father, uh, husband, uh, great Christian man. I, I could go on and on. So just put Greg into your prayers. Um, this is going to be a process, and it may, and we're not sure how long this process is going to last, but let's just simply say he needs your prayers at this point in time. So please put Greg Rowden of the DHR group of Sonic Drive-Ins in your prayers. All right, Trey, I want to hit a couple of headlines. I call them headlines because I'll just give you the headline and let you take it from there. Uh, Mystery writer wrote this one uh, earlier this afternoon uh, by the name of Trey Biddy. Anticipated Arkansas spring football schedule plus more key dates. And um, what I was excited about is uh, not only did you possibly identify from when it actually will begin the very first practice, which looks to be March the 7th, but when spring break occurs, March the 18th through Friday, March the 22nd, that's always important to know, at least Mm -hmm. for those that are following the athletic programs and when school's in session and not and so forth and so on. But it looks like kind of like everything's now starting to fall in place for the spring schedule. Yeah. By the way, Randy, while we're on that, can I? I need to take off uh, the 18th through the 22nd. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> while we're be, on that topic, gonna go uh, somewhere for spring. Wait break, a minute. Huh? Do I need to write yeah. this in my notes? Trey needs I off. It's like going anywhere. I mean, we may do staycation. I don't want anybody to think I'm leaving my house. You know, out there. But yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so you know, March 7th. Now this is based on 
I got a pretty good source close to the program. I'll just say that um, nothing has been announced officially on on uh, spring drills yet. It's, this is not official, but when you look at how they structured things last year and what I've been told about what their game plan is this year, this is how it lines up. So March seventh is when I'm thinking is going to be the first day. I know that they're going to do five practices before spring break, and this is kind of how they did it last year. They went March 7th and 8th, and then they went Sunday the 10th, and Tuesday the 12th, and then Thursday the 14th, and then they'll cut them loose for spring break. So they'll have that Friday, you know, two full weekends basically around spring break. So that's pretty much what you can expect, those first five practices. And then they'll have spring break, and then they'll come back and obviously meet, and then Tuesday, the 26th of March, the 28th of March. So basically what they'll end up doing is they'll go every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. This is pretty traditional, um, how they have done it in the past, uh, regardless of how many practices they have had before spring break. A couple years ago, they only had three practices before spring break, but I've been informed that it will be five. So you'll go every Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, until the last week. The last week will go Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That Saturday, which will be April 13th, is when I'm expecting them to hold the red-white game. Now, aside from, you know, everything moving up, everything's basically two days earlier. It's a leap year, too, so everything's going to move up two days ahead of when it was last year. Aside from that, the schedule should be pretty same, pretty much the same. Saturday, practices and and Sunday practice they have one Sunday practice those generally last year were anywhere from 8:55 a.m. to 10:10 10, 10 a.m. to noon that's when the red white game was last year also it was at noon now what's going to be different is the weekday practices i asked Sam Pittman about the schedule you know back it's been a while back like what are you thinking for spring and all this stuff and they didn't have everything out, outlined then he but he did say you know i'm thinking we want to do morning practices this year because they really? did those in fall camp yeah so they're going to do morning practices and this was an idea that they started on pretty early so they've got class schedules in order and all that kind of stuff so they will practice during the week in the morning now i don't know if it'll work out for you know the days when they have like a friday practice you know or something like that but it sounds pretty certain for those Tuesday Thursday practices that those will be conducted in the morning hmm. interesting I've never I've never seen done before hmm. well the thing is you, you you're in class so you got to work around class schedule so how early in the yep. morning I guess if they want to work at six in the morning they could do that yeah but I don't it, think that early but it's going to be you know earlier in the morning but that was something because I asked them too you know like how do you work around class schedules and they said well yeah. we got it figured out we're getting getting ahead you know getting a jump on it so uh, you know when I was in school like in the latter years I would just get like you can work it out to where you know and I do this with my interns too because you know I'm like hey you know what's your class schedule you know Tuesday, Thursday, there's going to be a lot of football practices. I'd like to have you there. Uh, and so, you know, they will often, you know, schedule all their classes, if possible, for Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Because, you know, anybody who's mm-hmm. gone to college know, you know, Tuesday, Thursdays mm-hmm. are generally the same classes, same times. And Monday, Wednesday, Friday are the same classes, same times. So right. what I would always do is I tried to schedule my classes, just load up on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And that way I had Monday, Wednesday, Friday where I didn't have to go to class, um, you know, or vice versa. But I really like the Tuesday Thursday slate. Hmm. The other thing they can do is if a class has a lab, those are usually in the afternoon, and sometimes yeah, players can't take classes mm-hmm. that have labs because of that, and that would allow them to do that. Yeah, and usually one day a week on a lab. So um, yeah, yeah, they they can work around it, and I'm sure they they wouldn't have jumped into it without a game plan. But as of last talking to Sam Pittman publicly about it, uh, that's what he had um, had said. Hmm. Let's talk with uh, DK. DK, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey? Yes, sir. Good evening, fellas. Uh, Mr. Biddy, look here. Yes, sir. Uh, so does that mean they're going to have the offensive line figured out <laughs> by the first game? 
Uh, well, because of their practice I, times? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really was just being a little facetious. You are this being funny, yeah. <laughs> this, uh, this is my, my question, uh, Trey. Now, you remember when Bielema was there, and, and they had things going semi-good for a minute, and then he went to losing pieces off his staff, and then the wheels fell off. Do you yeah. see a similar situation happening with uh, Musman because he lost his number one guy. He wouldn't be in the head coach somewhere. And I think he done lost two. I'm not sure if it's three, but I know two, and one of them was his number one guy off his staff. I take your answer off air. Y'all have a rest of, a good rest of the day, fellas. Yeah, I mean, he's he's changed over. Yeah, I really like Gus Arginal. I mean, really did. Um, the guy that was there before Arginal was there just a year or two, though, right? Um what was his name? Uh, the the big one to me was Courtney Crutchfield. Was it Crutchfield? Last name was Crutchfield. It wasn't Courtney. Yeah, that came from Oklahoma. Yeah, that was the big one. Yeah, well, he was the first one, and then they replaced him. I mean, I feel like they've changed that position, you know, several times. Um, you know, it still has Keith Smart, still has Ronnie Brewer on staff, still has Michael, obviously. Um, you know, so, I mean... They've had, it feels like one coach has kind of rotated pretty consistently um, on that staff. So I don't know that, I don't know that that's the, you know, the main reason for why they've, you know, kind of devolved this year. But um, is that kind of like what we would call the second chair? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is the guy's, I'm, somebody will know, somebody out there listening knows um, the guy that he had after. Was it Crutchfield? I don't know. No, I think you're right. Crutchfield may have been the first. He came from Oklahoma. And did he not go to Oregon someplace like that? I mean, it, it was it, you know, it was a good move, but uh, he was especially at that time because you didn't have the transfer portal. You didn't have uh, mm-hmm. NIL, so he was critical in recruiting. Yeah. And, so they brought uh, in Todd Lee this year, and then... Last year, um, it was obviously Arginal, and then let's see, is Clay Mosier? He's not. If you have a they, they if you have a basketball have a media guy, doesn't it list list the? I'm uh, looking at the roster right now. Football does. I don't know if basketball had, lists. Do they list all the coaching staff? They had David Patrick and Corey Williams on 2020, 2021. And then that first group, Chris Crutchfield. Yep. Chris Crutchfield. But he only lasted a year, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he lasted a year. So, they, I mean, they've had change every every year. Chris Crutchfield, and then there was David Patrick who came on, I believe, to replace him. Um, and then the next year, they don't have it really updated on 2021-2022 for some reason. But is that when Keith Smart came in? He's, He's been, been there going on three now. years, yeah. yeah. I would think yeah. so. And the 2020, last year, 2022-23 staff only had list three coaches, so they, don't, they didn't update that. And then this year, uh, they brought in Todd Lee. So, and I think, I believe they elevated uh, Michael Musselman this year also, didn't they? Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. And Ronnie Brewer. And Ronnie Brewer, yeah. So you got yeah. right now you got Musselman, Smart, Ruda. Ruda's been there the whole time. Uh, Todd Lee is new, and Musselman and uh, Michael Musselman and Ronnie Brewer. There Trent, go. good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey? Yes, I do, Randy. First off, thanks for taking my call. You bet. I want to ask Trey first. I said, Trey, how did you uh, Photoshop the steam coming out of your ears on your walking top? <laughs> well, it was about 22 degrees, so. <laughs> Clay Mosier. That's the. That's... I, was, I was worried about your blood pressure. I was hoping you were okay with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I try to bring the energy and, uh, <laughs> you know, try to let everybody know exactly. That's kind of how I've always been. Everybody knows how I feel when I walk into the room. So, um. Well, I mean, uh, as far as the basketball team is concerned, you know, it's just painful to watch us on the uh, post-chip shows. And, oh, yeah. You know, it's like Tim said last night, his observations, and I think most of every fan in Arkansas right now, is the team is lackadaisical, they have no energy, and Kevin Brazil is playing soft for some reason. 
Yeah, I'm wondering on Brazil, is it is he still hesitant on his knee? Because that was 13 months ago when he had that injury. Is it still, is that in his head a little bit? Because he, I mean, he just has so much ability. And obviously, you know, the NBA scouts see it. I just, it's it's perplexing how he would have three three points, you know, for, for all the time that he's out there. But, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, and, you know, Musselman's different in the postgame, too, now. You know, there's a now, little bit of kind now, of. Now, Andy, this not, is basically for you. It seems like Groundhog Day. I wake up, and the <laughs> Buffalo Bills have been beaten by the Chiefs again. <laughs> Man, uh, all I can I say is wide right. Boy, how about Jim Nance's well, call on that? Well, wide right, the worst two words in Buffalo. Why do you pass when you're, you're taking up so much ground on your rushing game? I mean, Cook, this guy is just chewing up yardage, and then you pass? You want to use time. And, you know, and then wide right. And I don't know if the coaching staff is going to change or what, but I'm looking forward to next year. But I'm hoping the Lions take it all because I'm really like Ragnall. Oh, what an Iron Man. Thank you, Trent. Man, uh, that guy is, uh, he may be made together right now with scrap iron, but he is tough, 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 tough. Uh, and I love it every time Dan Skipper comes in, they start shouting, 70, 70, uh, because he's entering the ball game. He's letting himself yeah, I was, know, you know I was he's thinking eligible. about that the other day. It's, it's great that Arkansas has, you know, a couple guys in the NFL you can cheer for, you know, and, uh, you know, a lot of Arkansas fans may don't may not have an, an NFL favorite team. A lot of them do. A lot of Cowboys fans, a lot of Chiefs fans, obviously. But uh, why can't why can't we get like a quarterback in the NFL? Like, I look at Oklahoma, just so jealous. Yeah. Like, they get you know they get quarterbacks going against each other. Like other than Joe Ferguson, that's it. Joe Ferguson's yeah. been it. Yeah, just a, that's, a, a, that's a long time ago. Or quarterback or you know yeah. something. Come on. Trey, thank you for the extra time today. TreyMediaHogsports.com. be the special guest at their first pitch banquet presented by Thompson Electric. First pitch banquet will be Friday, February 2nd at 6 o'clock at the Jack Stevens Center. Single tickets are $50 and corporate tables are available for $600. The banquet will include a barbecue meal, a silent auction, and an opportunity to hear from the team and RR himself. Call 501-916-6858. You want to hit? Don't miss the opportunity to get the baseball season started with UA Little Rock Baseball and our own Randy Rainwater. The Bucks are back. At the 34th Annual Reliance Bank Arkansas Big Buck Classic presented by Oaklawn, January 26th through 28th at the State Fairgrounds. You could win a lifetime hunting license, a Browning A-Bolt rifle, or a $1,000 gift card from Hunter's Refuge. The Taka Hunting Gear Game and Fish Foundation Free Kid Zone, including a trout pond, hoverball, buana gym, and more. Hunters, bring your antlers for your chance to win a Tracker Off-Road 800SX from Bradford Marine and ATV. Rattlesnakes, chainsaw carving, birds of prey, monster trucks, and the Oaklawn Big Buck Chili Cook-Off. The Reliance Bank Arkansas Big Buck Classic. Classic presented by Oaklawn. Tree stands, clothing, RVs, ATVs, UTVs, ammo, and more. Hundreds of vendors with huge discounts. It's a Hall of Fame event and an Arkansas tradition. January 26th through 28th at the State Fairgrounds. Sponsored by Reliance Bank, Oaklawn Hot Springs, Arkansas, Bradford Marine and ATV, Tracker Off-Road, Hunter's Refuge, Remington, Taka Hunting Gear, Outlaw Beer, and 103.7 The Buzz. Visit BigBuckClassic.com and Facebook for more info. When you do something for over 45 years, you get really good at it. Like Dave here. He's been playing dominoes for over 45 years. With a flick of a forefinger, he can make a row of dominoes pop popcorn. Send an email. And run the pool table. Well played, Dave. We're a lot like Dave playing dominoes, except we do it with insurance. Williamson Insurance, protecting your business and your family for over 45 years. Impressive, powerful, aerodynamic, thrilling, and unforgettable. All words to describe this week's Saracen giveaway vehicle, Nissan's exciting 400Z. 
Play at Saracen all this week for your chance to win an incredible Z car from Welch Nissan. Winning is as easy as simply playing Saracen's games. Take a short 40-minute ride to Saracen Casino Resort. It's Little Rock's closest place to play, and it's the only place in Arkansas to win a fabulous Z car. Saracen Casino Resort. Gambling problem? Call 800 522 4700 Well, we wrapped up 2023. Now you got to start making those goals for 2024. How about starting with ending your joint pain? Hey everybody, it's RJ Hawk. Don't go another year compromising because of that joint pain in your knees, your back, or your shoulders, or maybe from an old injury. You need to call QC Kinetics now. They are the nation's leader in regenerative non-surgical pain relief. And you heard me right, non-surgical. They don't do drugs, they don't do surgery, and the best part, there's no downtime. Your body has exactly what you need to restore and repair that damaged joint tissue. The future of pain medicine has arrived, and QC Connects has thousands of Central Arkansas patients that are loving getting their life back. This is not a Band-Aid. This is a revolutionary treatment that can get you moving again, get your life back, and listen, there's no surgery involved. Call QC Connects today for a free consultation. 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. Live from the Eat My Catfish studios, you feed your crave for sports by listening to Drive Time Sports. Much like you feed your crave at any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations. You're safe at home with Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. The dinner bell is ringing at Benny Hanna's, and what I mean by that is they're open for lunch, but they're also open for dinner. And tonight would be the night. You should check it out because if you haven't sampled their hibachi chicken and rice, folks, that's a that is a meal by itself. Then combine that with one of the specialties. And I could talk about the Emperor's Feast, but I want to talk about the steak and chicken combos. It's served with the Benihana onion soup, salad, the abachi shrimp appetizer, abachi vegetables, homemade dipping sauces, steamed rice, Japanese green tea. Oh, my. Then you top that with, let's just go with the Hibachi steak, a New York strip steak grilled to your perfection. Now, add in the mushroom hibachi grilled to your perfection, and you can't ask for much, if any, better. But maybe you want to take it one step further. How about the filet? Tenderloin, tenderloin and mushrooms lightly seasoned and grilled to perfection. You like seafood? Got that. The abachi shrimp. Or they've got the lobster tails, scallops. You just name it, they got it. And make a reservation just just to be safe at Benihana's 3719000. And I think you're going to find yourself thinking it can't get much better than this. And there's so many options to pick from. And, uh, I've had uh, an opportunity to work on several different opportunities at Benihana's, and I've found nothing yet to disappoint. That is Benihana's in the Wyndham Hotel uh, in North Little Rock, 3719000. Make a reservation. That's for the wise ones uh, because it can get crowded at night in the Wyndham Hotel in North Little Rock. Now joined by our QB man, better known as QB Time, with Landon Leach. Landon, if you liked, and I'm saying you, if anyone liked that competitive playoff games of the National Football League, with the exception it lasted one half uh, between Baltimore as they matched up in that first half, and then they romped in the second half against the Texans. But outside of that, Green Bay was a nine-and-a-half point dog, and except for that final drive by San Fran, they were on the verge of being a seven seed, knocking off a number one seed. What a great weekend of NFL football. 
Yeah, Randy, it really was a great weekend of football. Uh, you know, as much as I love to, to see the guys throw it around these days and, and uh, you know, a lot of regular season games, it seems like the guys that are throwing for three, 400 yards are the ones that, that win the games. But I tell you what, this weekend really, for the most part, came down to who could run the football. And, uh, you know, you saw that a lot last night. Uh, and, and not necessarily in third and long or second and long runs. Look what Kansas City did. What I think Pacheco had 98 yards rushing, 85 of them were on first down, I believe, for a little over seven yards. And so, you know, that just shows you how important, especially in the NFL game still, uh, how important it is to, to be able to run the football and, and uh, getting, you know, good down in distances. And, uh, you know, because I think, uh, well, I'm pretty sure Buffalo out, you know, gained them in yardage. Uh, they threw for more yardage, I believe. And, uh, you know, but what it came down to is Kansas City was able to dictate on offense what they wanted to do, you know, last night because they were always in second and short, second and medium, third and short. And so that keeps the uh, uh, playbook wide open. So, yeah, a lot of good football, but uh, very impressed with uh, what Kansas City's, you know, done uh, being able to run the football. Especially when you consider time of possession. I don't know what it was. But Buffalo's drives lasted forever, and uh, and it's, yeah, when I Kansas believe they had 13 more minutes of time of possession. Oh, I believe uh, it. It was, it was, yeah, very, very uh, a big discrepancy there. Yeah, but you figure Kansas City punted once, and other than the fumble that went out of the end zone, they scored on every other possession. So that that's a pretty efficient yep. offense. And and their defense was really good in the second half too. But Landon, I know you're a quarterback. You do like to throw, but the running game is beautiful, particularly when you see those guys hit a hole for five yards and then thrust forward for another three. And all of a sudden it's second and two because of the effort of the running back. That, that's still a joy to watch, I think, don't you? Yeah, and, you know, that that's one thing that I know he's been injured a lot, but, uh, you know, a couple years ago, that's what Dominic Johnson did, you know, for the Hawks. Yeah, he, yeah. he always seemed to get hit. Yep. Two, three, four yards, but he always seemed to carry the you know the pile for two or three yards. He always fell forward, and to me, that's what you look for in a in a great running back. Do they fall forward for that extra couple yards? Um, and I tell you what, that uh, Epicheco man, he runs hard, doesn't he? Yep. He runs with an attitude, and uh, you know that's what you need. He's got that forward lean. Uh, you know something, my dad always taught me when I was young, even as a quarterback. What's the running backs that are able to, he, he calls it, you know, give them their shoulder. You know, they never seem to hit them, you know, straight on. It always seems there's a glancing blow or something where they're able to, you know, fall forward. They, they show them their shoulder and they drop it and they miss hit them a little bit and they get an extra couple yards. Uh, and, and both of those running backs last night, I thought, did a fantastic job. Uh, I, I felt like, you know, like I said, Kansas City did a lot better job of, of play calling on first down, running the ball better on first down, and uh, you know, so they were able to dictate a little more. Um, and so, yeah, very good game. Uh, but like you said, watching those guys just hit the hole and, and carry the pile for the next couple yards was was nice to see and fun to watch. And Landon, he he is like Aaron Jones. Pacheco is a lot like Aaron Jones in the He's fact really good. that no. they're running up right, and I think Pacheco is, is actually bigger. It may not be, but it looks bigger to me uh, than Aaron Jones. But both of them, when they hit the line of scrimmage, uh, they're full speed. They're, they're not building up speed. They're not, you know, juking left or juking right. They're going north and south. And that is one of the things I believe that makes both – Jones, now Jones, every once in a while, will start a little juking left and right. But Pacheco, he's mainly north and south. And if you're going to stop him, like you say, it's going to take probably more than one guy to bring him down. Yeah, and, and you wonder if that's a little bit of steam or, you know, what it is. It, you know, it also comes with playing with a great quarterback. And, you know, it, it opens up certain things. But, but there's times where you can hit it up in there and say, all right, if I get you know, two yards here. If I get three yards here, that puts us in a good position, you know, on second down, third down. And then, uh, you know, that's something that DMAC did and Felix did, you know, back when they were at Arkansas and, and Peyton. You know, they would hit the hole, they'd hit the hole, and it, 
you know, you'd be 15 carries in, and, you know, they might have 60, 70 yards, and then all of a sudden they pop one. Uh, but that comes from, like you said, hitting the hole hard. Uh, you know, now all of a sudden there's a there's a missed tackle. There's a safety that comes down, uh, fills the wrong gap, you know, in the run game, and, and you bust one. So uh, there's a lot to be said about that, and that's why you, you know, I, I've talked a lot about, and I thought I always thought A.J. Green never quite got enough chances, but, you know, especially early on, never being really a running back. I know he was more of a D-back. Uh, in high school uh, and those type of things. But, you know, I feel like our running backs, and especially this year more so uh, than ever, were, were dancing, you know, kind of feeling their way and then trying to hit a hole. Well, sometimes you just got to stick it up in there, uh, you know, hit the hole that the play's called for, and sometimes you'll, yeah, you might get those two or three yards, but then you're going you're gonna to hit one, you know, for 15 or 20 here and there and may hit a home run every once in a while. Let's talk with Stephen. Stephen, well, no, uh, Stephen had been holding for Trey, but uh, obviously can hang through. Uh, if I can, let me address a few of our Southern Structural Solutions buzz text line. Uh, Landon, we got uh, talking heavily towards basketball, and this is basketball related. Uh, it's going to be, this is from the 501. It's going to be almost embarrassing to have ESPN game day at Fayetteville for the Kentucky game. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, hey, you hope they can get up like they did for the boot game, yeah, you know, and, and put on a good show, and who knows. But uh, the way it's gone, yeah, it doesn't look, look like it's going to be too pretty. But that is an excellent point, and i got to believe that at the outset of the game, the crowd will be there and roaring, and maybe, just maybe, that name will bring out the best in the Razorbacks. Very well could. Mm-hmm. And then this uh, from the 501, does it seem like to anyone else that there is definitely an issue between Brazil and Devo? I guess I'm not looking for it. I don't I'll, know about I'll that. Look, I, I'm going to be honest. You know, by the time that I heard that they had a little issue going on during the game, I had already turned it off. Uh, you know, it, it was just hard to watch. and. But I did hear that there was something going on. I don't know if it was Devo or Brazil. One of them was at the line. One tried to say something to the other, and there were some pretty good words going back and forth from what I understand. But uh, other than that, I'm not aware of anything, obviously. I didn't know either one of them spent that much time at the free throw line. So let's see. (laughs) Brazil, oh, he did attempt two free throws. And then Devo did attempt two free throws. So I guess there was at least four different opportunities if they wanted to explain or exchange pleasantries uh let's see this also from the 501 let's talk about a better team lsu girls won big wow 18 to nothing start to that game there's such a gap between arkansas and that upper echelon of the sec and women's play and arkansas is good but the top two or three teams in the sec are just South Carolina and LSU are head and shoulders above everybody. Yeah, that's what I mean. Because Alabama had a good record. Alabama was ranked, and Arkansas went down there and beat them. But LSU, is, they're in another category. Plus, Arkansas... Yeah, and I had to watch. Does Arkansas still seem to be a live and die by the three type of... Yes. A lot of I times, hadn't watched yes. much this year. And but, their, yeah. their freshman who was leading the league in scoring hadn't played... I don't think since the SEC season. Is she so. hurt? Back. Back injury. Back. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. I knew she's how been... Is, uh, how is Dowda doing on the inside? Solid. Solid. Not great. Yeah, solid. She did have a double-double okay. the other day. Not... Uh, I think that was against Alabama. Uh, I can tell you how she did Sunday. If I There it is. Right there. Okay. This is the uh, line score. Gosh. And I was hearing today that Angel Reese is not even the best. She is the third best player now <laughs> on the team at LSU. Oh, Holy great. I knew they brought that girl in from Louisville. Uh, Miriam Duda, Duda had 5 of 12 from the floor. Wow, she shot 4 of 11 three-pointers. 16 points, oh, 4 wow. rebounds. Not a bad day for Miriam. All right, we'll step away for a moment. Drive Time Sports will continue. NFL legend Dan Hampton joins Morning Mayhem each week for a little football talk courtesy of Metro Towing and Recovery and Central Termite and Pest Control. 
Is your Oaklawn Thoroughbred racing action so close you can feel it? Or is it the view from your trackside luxury suite? However you like it, racing season is off and running at Oaklawn with live races every weekend through May 4th. It's fun by the furlong all season long. Make your reservations today at oaklawn.com. What's your Oaklawn? Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Hi folks, this is Chris Zender out here at Frank Fletcher Dodge Chrysler Jeep in Sherwood. The recent snowstorms have really put us behind. We've got to do something drastic to make some sales up, so Frank told me to do whatever it takes to make some deals. So I'm inviting you to come in, pick out a vehicle you like, and make us an offer. We'll do whatever it takes to make a deal today. You'll save over 15% off Jeep Gladiators, $13,000 off new Rams. There's never been a better time to buy a new Ram, and we're talking 24 models, and we're taking 10% off every new Ram Heavy Duty in stock, 2023 and 2024 models, and you'll save up to 15% off the 2024 Jeep Grand Cherokees. We've got to do something drastic. We're making crazy deals on every new Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram in stock. At Fletcher Dodge, you always get the best price, the lowest finance rate, and more for your trade. And we promise you a hassle-free buying experience. Shop Fletcher Dodge in Sherwood before you buy anywhere else. Come see us in person at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood or shop online at FletcherDeals.com. What's better than getting something for free? Winning. And with the five buck bundle from the Arkansas Scholarship Lottery, you get the chance to do both. For five bucks, you get three tickets, a Powerball ticket with Power Play, a Mega Millions ticket, and a free Natural State Jackpot ticket. That's three ways to win. So ask for the five buck bundle today. Bundle is eligible with Quick Fix only. Offer ends February 29th. Call 1-800-522-4700 for problem gambling helpline. RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, I know interest rates are high right now. That's what everybody's talking about. But if you're thinking about a project, whether it be a commercial project or you want to build a house, now's the time to come talk to you about what those future plans may look like. You know, RJ, no matter what the business environment may be, we're always there to sit down with our customers and talk about their future plans and what's going on with their businesses. And that's one thing about Southern Bank is they're a community bank. They want to be your partner. Partnering with our customers is a key to how we do business. And Chris, you know, we talk about those interest rates being high, but the one good news out of that is deposit rates. We have some great CD and checking account rates. Just give us a call and see what one of our personal bankers can do for you. If you want more information about interest rates or those deposit rates that we just talked about, call Chris and his team today at 501-424-0900 or go online at bankwithsouthern.com. Southern Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Now, back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. The number one sports radio show in Arkansas. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Drive Time Sports here on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. We'll be rejoined by Landon Leach, our QB time. If your business isn't banking with First Security Bank, you need to give them a look. Their business banking product is packed with valuable benefits such as free online banking with free bill pay, business check line, business visa, business debit card, direct deposit payroll services, safe deposit box, retirement services, commercial account analysis. Just a few of the many benefits your business will enjoy with a business banking account at First Security. But it's more than just great products. First Security, it's about providing a better relationship. They'll sit down with you over a cup of coffee just to learn more about your business needs. So give them a chance to earn your business. Bank better with a business checking account at First Security Bank. Because at First Security, their bottom line is making your business better. Remember, FDIC, Equal Housing Lender, only in Arkansas, that's First Security Bank. Again, joined by Landon Leach, our QB time man uh let's see i was i'll continue with uh, our southern structural solutions buzz text line this from the 501 we know the talent is there they beat duke gotta get consistency out of our studs 
this from um, Mark in Little Rock. I know Musselman loves to work defense. It's clearly not working this year, but for several years, offense has been an issue now. What point do you start doing something to improve the offense? Regularly have one player on the floor that can score, and that's Mark. And four that just can't. If everyone is really bad at defense, why not play someone that will give you effort and score? We can all ask these questions, Randy. Uh, you know that's that's the thing, and you know Landon, uh, you know you, you watch this as well. Uh, we can all ask why this, why that. Bottom line is, you know Musselman's a coach. It, it's it's the, the most obvious question to us is we ask it every week is why doesn't Joseph Pinion play more? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know you're sitting there, you're five out of eighteen from three point range, you're down double digits. He he comes into the game with two minutes and twenty five seconds to go. And in that 225, the only time he touched the ball was when he got an offensive rebound and a stick back with six seconds to go in the game. So, you know, he's two for four in the last game from three-point range. In the last game he played, admittedly a loss against Florida, but that's 50%. And if he was three for eight, that'd be 38%, which would be a lot better than what you're getting. But, again, I'm sure there's reasons for everything. You may have a better answer, but I think something that's always been or is concerning for me is, you know, he brought in the guys that could shoot this year. A lot of guys that were, you know, 33, 34, 35% in their career from, you know, three-point yeah. range. And yep. and really anybody, if you look at it, that has come in as a transfer, their, their shooting percentages have gone down, you know, uh, from the three-point line, you know, when once they transfer into Arkansas. I'm, I'm not sure if there's been anyone that's actually uh, gone up, and there it may be Brazil uh, from the three-point line. And so, yeah, I, I you know I'm kind of with the the gentleman asking this question is, you know, eventually, you know, where what is going on with the offensive steps? Is it something that we spend so much time on the defense, uh, or is it something that you know Musselman does like to play six or seven, eight guys? You know, and is it something that their legs get worn out a little bit. Uh, so I, that's always been something of mine, but he's always been so good defensively that he, you know, we've made up for that. And now these guys come in this year, you've got all these shooters. Now Now you're not playing defense and you're not scoring the ball. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a double whammy there. But, uh, you know, that was just something that had always caught my eye, even over the first three or four years where, you know, guys that come in that are, you know, supposed to be pretty decent shooters that, that struggle to shoot the three-point ball, you know, as they come in at Arkansas. I don't know when the last time you could say this about an a Eric Musselman coach team. You were talking about the minutes played. Mark, I'm just going to go down the list. I don't know that ever, even back at Nevada, did, did uh, he have 11 players in double-digit minutes. And let's see. Let's start with Mark. He is playing 31 minutes a game. Battle, 21. Brazil, 28. Minifield, 18. Davis, 30. Graham, 12. Ellis, 16. Davenport, 16. Mitchell, 14. Lawson, 15 and blocker 13 then pinion 5.5 bay 5.3 now you have to understand that's all games that's not just sec but all games and those are in the games they appear in because when you're saying bay fall plays five minutes a game it's in what three or four games he has played in total six games yeah okay so that's not like he's played in every game right and pinion has played in 12 of 18 yeah yeah, and that shows you, you know, just how lost, you know, even Buffman is this year on, on what's going on. He just cannot seem to to find the right, you know, mix with this team. And because uh, I'm with you, you know, we've always talked about he's going to cut it down to seven or so. And then, mm-hmm. uh, what game was it? We won what two back? Um, North, uh, our SEC, guess, oh, Texas uh, A&M. A&M game. Yeah, yeah, it seemed like we played seven or so guys and then you know all of a sudden there's 10 or 11 playing again uh the very next game within the first 
you know, 12 minutes. And uh, But it, that just shows you, because he is an effort guy. And if you're not giving effort or if you're, you know, not playing the way that their game plan's going with the way that they're coached in practice, then he's going to pull you. And uh, so it, it's just a, a team that whatever's going on, there, there's no connection there. And uh, it's just, you know, at this point in the season, you probably are what you are. Uh, you hope you can get up games like we were talking about, you know, come Kentucky. Uh, but, you know, unfortunately at this time of the season, it's kind of like football. We talked about, you know, by game five or six, you, you probably are who you are. And, uh, you know, every once in a while a team can turn it around, but not very often. Uh, just to magnify your example against uh, A&M, Brazil 34 minutes, Lawson 27 Ellis, 31, Davis, 33, Mark, 40. And then Minifield did manage to log 12 minutes and 30 seconds. Same thing for Davenport, just over 15 minutes. But the bulk was played by the uh, starting five, as it turned Mm -hmm. out. Let's talk with uh, Navy Mike. Mike, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Hello, Randy and Rick and uh, Landon. You know, Landon, um, C.J. Stroud had about a a good rookie season, I'd say probably since Cam Newton. Um, Now, making the playoffs, you know, obviously the NFL rewards you the very next year with one of the tougher schedules um, than you had the year before. So I, I think, you know, maybe a sophomore slump, obviously that could contribute to that. But he's he's uh, nowhere near his potential yet, and he's already this good. What, how, how how do you see him pro- progressing forward? And uh, I'll get you guys comments on that. And uh, you guys have a good evening. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, I'll tell you what was really impressive about CJ is is his pocket presence. And you know, you you get a lot of rookies that come in and they immediately get wide eyed. They're when pressure comes on them. Uh, you know, they, they start taking their eyes down. They see the rush. They don't see downfield. What was so impressive about him is, is when he did get pressure, the way he moved within the pocket, the way that, you know, he led guys, he threw guys open. Um, and then i tell you why, you know, obviously I agree with him that, yeah, they're going to give you a tougher schedule. But, you know, you play Indianapolis, Jacksonville, uh, is it Tennessee? that's in their division, I, I believe as well. So you you know, you know you've got your regular games you're going to play within the division, so that's going to help him. But the reason I see him having another great year is he's got a great left tackle, he's got a couple great receivers, and, and they've got a good running game. So he's set up for a lot of success going forward, for sure, and uh, seemed to have great knowledge of the offense and uh, guys that can make big plays for him. Landon, as always, thank you. We will talk with you next week. That is Landon Leach. QB time. Coming up next, the one and only Patrick Bradley. Thanks to Whit Davis Lumber Plus and Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union. The new year in style and comfort with the 2024 Chevy Equinox. Yours for just $23,999 with a qualifying trade-in. Or the iconic Chevy Silverado. Snag it for under $48,000 with your trade-in. Visit GuatneyChevrolet.com or stop by and see us at 1301 TPY.